And it uh, well it goes to that we got, article you shared. The one, or you know, did they Democrats like give up or or whatever they said? It was like, roll around in honey, like you said. Um, no, that was the you know that was related to the boring. No, you said the other I one. Know, I, the was, the uh, other one about Democrats acting like they've given up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the other one was like about to get some excitement. I still haven't figured out what the tagline along with it for the campaign would be as we dip you in honey. But I figure I I could well I'll, I'll say this. I don't know what the tagline is, but maybe the tagline. Yeah, yeah. We're, I we're mean, not. you know, we just give you a sign to hold. Uh. I mean, I mean, I mean, look, the whole complaints are boring. I mean, look, what could be less boring than having you standing naked in front of Lincoln Memorial, bathed in honey? We we take a tub and we just like you know start pour you know pour it on you, right? And having you hold that sign. So here here's a quote from Winnie you the know, Pooh. I get these ideas. Oh, okay, yes, from Winnie the Pooh. Uh huh, and. When you go after honey with a balloon, the great thing is to not let the bees know you're coming. Ah, well, sure. <laughs> okay, that that's really helpful. That 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 could be a slogan. That could be a slogan. Yes. Now now so now we're not going to be bored. We're just going to confuse the hell out of them. Here's Which another. Is better, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A- a day without a friend is like a pot without a single drop of honey left inside. No, okay, okay, and so maybe that that we're we're getting warmer here to something maybe politically related of some sort. There's there's two Winnie the Pooh quotes, and then of course there's like Honey the the web browser extension. There's a Honey web browser extension. You you don't see the ads for this freaking thing all the time. Uh thankfully, apparently, no. It's it's like one of the things that does like sponsors of various YouTube creators, uh, but like not like the ads because I have YouTube. Yeah, you have the ad blockers, right? Yeah, but these are the inline things where the host of the YouTube video actually pauses and says, "This video brought to you by Honey." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They they do that uh, right because now in order to get around the paid ads, they do the, they read the they do ad reads in the in the videos, right? Right. Yeah, which which I try to fast forward through, but you know, sometimes. Now, Honey is one of these like browser extensions that finds coupon codes to add when you're like checking out at e-commerce sites. You know, I've heard of those, and I just like look. I'm not gonna add a fucking you know. God, I'm sure is another kind of like what you would call it, uh, 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 you know, malware suction system. Yeah, that I, I mean, I've always figured, of course, they deny, they say we're not harvesting your information. I've been like, yeah, well, then how the fuck do you make money? Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, come on, give me a fucking break. Uh, not harvesting my so- information. You know, harvesting and selling a fucking information. How the hell are you making money? Now, I assume that maybe their thing is that we're not selling your specific information they're aggregating or some bull crap, but you know, whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, there are a bunch of these now. Honey was one of Honey's been around, and like latest, I've been hearing lots of ads. Like Capital One has made one now that they want you to use. Like there's all kinds. Anyway, doesn't fuck Capital One. Fuck all these people. Here we go.
Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, May 20th, 2022. It's just after 2.30 UTC. I am Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. That was a very exciting opening. I, I'm I'm pu- pumped up and hyped for the show. You're pumped? Pumped. Pumped, yeah! Woo! Pumped! Uh, now my ears are going to explode. Well, sorry uh, so, about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll start off with our agenda. We're going to do our but first segment where Yvonne and I, you know, just talk about whatever's going on in our yeah. lives, in the world, the light and frothy stuff that we do at the beginning. Um, and then we've decided to do two segments full of politics stuff because it's been a while since we've done straight up politics. Um, first off, uh, you know, it, it's a news event, but it's kind of, you know, in, in the politics segment, we'll do, we'll, ha- we'll handle like Buffalo, which isn't directly politics, but has political implications. Uh, we're going to talk about whether the Obama administration was an inflection point for American history. And if so, how uh, we're going to talk about the primary results. And then in our second politics segment, we're going to talk about Biden and Florida and what it means. And uh, then, you know, are the Democrats just acting like boring losers? And then finally, uh, developments on the January 9th investigations. There have been a few this week. So that's the plan. Uh, and it is time for But First. And I will suggest, Yvonne, mm. that since last week, you did a 40-minute But First. Jesus Christ. That maybe maybe I, I should just do a But First and try to keep it under 40 minutes. What do you think? I, I, I think that's sensible. I think that's very sensible. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I'm actually looking back at last week's show. It was 45 minutes. <laughs> okay, well, okay, sure. So, what are you going to talk about? What do so, we got? What I have we got done, going? I haven't done this in a while, so I was just going to do a movie. Oh, movie. Okay, yeah. So, what, so okay, so what did you watch? So this this was actually way back in November. I'm a little behind on telling you guys about the things I've watched and read behind. and stuff. Listen, you're a little behind. What aren't you behind on? Um, can, I, can I ask? What, what you know? What I mean? Um, um, well, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, no, okay. All right. Exactly. I'm behind I mean, on everything. Yeah. Basically. Okay. You know, I still remember. I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the show, but actually, I don't know when the last time I mentioned this. But anyway, yeah. as a dirt the story before, Sam used to have this list to do list when we were at school. Okay, yeah. and basically, I, yeah, at, at this damn list, and, and and you know, it was printed out, organized, this whole damn thing, or whatever. And uh, look, this thing should have been just called a procrastination list. It's <laughs> just everything just kept getting pushed back, pushed back, and just pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and just just endlessly pushed back. I mean, I was just laughing at the fact that, you know, I don't know what the hell this damn list is any good for. So basically just, you just pushed back. Sometime my, 90, 90% sometime, of that stuff. Sometime during my sophomore year of college, I finished off and mailed in the end of a assignment for high school. 
I did now. See, I didn't remember. I, I it was, think it, it, it might so have been my freshman year. I and I might be exaggerating for a fact. I don't I, actually I, remember I, exactly. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna believe it was a freshman year because you didn't your <laughs> sophomore year. I knew you then already. I didn't know you. Oh, it was a freshman. I met him as a sophomore. Okay, and yeah, I would have been like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I think I would have. I think I would have just gotten pissed off and just grabbed it and like set it on fire or something. Yeah, I, I, I finished it and and mailed it to my physics teacher from high school. Did they grade it? I don't think I ever heard back. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and you know, I'm you know, I, I, teachers that you said stuff late, you know, now would be a good time. Probably an excellent time. If we could dig up an interview with Nancy Lubin. Who was a professor of ours when we went to college. Yeah. And, 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 and one of the foremost experts on central Asian, uh, uh, Affairs, you know, she she is the one that taught us a class on ethnic nationalities of the Soviet Union. Obviously, a very relevant subject at this time, uh, you know. So I'm sure she's probably getting dragged all over the place to to talk about this at this moment. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. And, and in any case, yeah, and like let's see some records. Uh, it's not a to do list, but my record so far, I hope to do better sometime. Yeah. Uh, of responding to an email was 14 years after email after I received the email. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Um, <laughs> look, and, and I, I I bitched about uh, about a manager that one time, like four months after I I I'd requested an approval on something, and then four months later, randomly I get an approved message, and I'm like approved. Damn. Hell, and I'm like, I realized there's an approval for something for, for this thing. And I actually had like said, screw it. I, I actually went and said, you, you um, had moved on. I haven't done anyway. Oh, I had gotten it done without his approval. And I was like, ah, whatever. I don't need his fucking approval. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, yes, I have answered a 14 year old email and not like, you know, digging it up out of the archive intentionally, but actually legitimately I got to it. And I answered it, you know, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. And uh, let's see, I, I I got other things that, uh, you know, are similarly behind. But like, you know, anyway, the, the point is, I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched yeah. in November. All right. So what's the movie? The third Bill and Ted movie. Bill and Ted face wow, the music. You, wait, wait, you watched? Wow. I, I got to admit that... Uh, I did watch the the first one, definitely for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but I have not had one iota of interest on watching any um any, any further. Yeah. Stuff. So let let me let me summarize, like, because I have talked about on this show the first two. I said the first one is sort of like a classic of our generation. You kind of you kind of have to watch it, and I. I I can't remember if I gave it a thumbs up or a thumb sideways, but it was like, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily hold up like over the decades as well oh God, as you might can't. think. Oh Jesus. Yeah. I, 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 I was thinking it, it, it was kind of, it kind of seemed like really juvenile humor. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can understand why it was popular with like maybe teenagers when it first came out or whatever, but like right. it, it doesn't hold up watching it now for at least, at least for someone my age. Um, and then the sequel, the the second one, um, mm -hmm. which was uh, hold on, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. 
Uh-huh. Um, uh, it, it was just flat out bad. I could not believe how bad that movie was. Okay. I definitely gave it a thumbs down. Like the, the first one, they go back in time they uh, to get historical figures to help them with a history project in order to not fail school so that they can be like the saviors of humanity through their music or something. Um, in the second one, uh, people from the future who want to prevent that future go, come back in time to kill them. They succeed in killing them. And then this follows their adventures through hell and heaven to try to undo what was done and then set everything right again. Um, and yeah, the second one was just horrible. Uh, I, okay. I, I, I can't, I can't see how it wouldn't be. So the, the, um, and just just to to give an idea of timelines, okay, the original Bill and Ted was 1989. Number two was 1991. Number three was 2020. Jesus, so That's a gap. It, <laughs> just a little bit of a gap. Um, I, here's the thing. Yeah, the third one was the best of the three. Seriously? <laughs> I actually enjoyed the third one. It was fun. I gave it I mean it was stupid. Like I mean it's it's still a stupid movie. It's the but but I I, I had fun. I enjoyed it cuz it it would it, it, look it 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 takes it you know with that number of years gap. I mean, you know, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are not playing, you know, kids in high school anymore. You know. I'm sorry, that just wouldn't work, right? Um, well, so, I mean, they've done it with other people. I so know. I I, like, what the hell? I mean, no, you no. Know. So they they are playing people that are in fact this many years older. However, the hell old Keanu is? Well, how Jeez, old is Keanu? Got to be above like our age. I'm yeah, he's sure. he's like I'm looking it up. No, he's older. He's 57. Okay, okay. right. Um, and and, 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 and in any case, um, you know, and they have kids and they have you know uh it's it's just it it, the kids play a significant role so it's not just bill and ted although bill and ted are a big part of it and you know it it slightly like i said it's still a stupid movie i mean it can't not be a stupid movie because it's the stupid movie genre right it's it's like intended to be a stupid comedy and whatever and it is but it's you can see it's grown up a little bit and they're, you know, it's just, it's aimed at the people who liked it back in 1980. Yeah. 1989, 1991. So it's, it's aimed at us. It's not aimed at okay. people who are teenagers now. Well, fuck okay. those people anyway. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't they have, don't they have enough? Yeah, so I mean, the bottom line, and 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 look, plot wise, basically, these two were told that their music was going to save the world. But however the, many the years, the original one was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine, ninety one, twenty twenty, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah so in this one, yeah, they had been told way back when that their music was going to save the world. Blah blah blah. And as of however many years later, they are still failures. And nobody cares about their music and they're just losers who like 
keep trying to make music that's just really bad and nobody likes it and blah, blah, blah. And uh, between them and their two daughters, uh, they have to you know, resolve that and make things good again. And uh, it, 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 of course it works out because like, yeah, duh. But yeah, anyway, bottom line, um, it was okay. I, I mean, it, it, I, like well, I said, it sounded more than okay. More than okay. Like, look, again, I, you cannot get around. It is stupid. It's a stupid movie with stupid humor. It is not yeah, yeah, trying to be super, but it was fun. But it was yeah. fun. It was fun. It was entertaining. It had that element of nostalgia from like referencing back to the earlier films and all that kind of stuff. I definitely give it the thumbs up. It was worth a watch. Um, you know, like I said, this ain't winning any awards, but it was a fun, you know, watch. It was a fun. I little... am seeing that on Rotten Tomatoes, this holds an approval rating of 82%. Yeah. So it, it does hold a high approval rating. Now I was going to see what, uh, what the, the, first the uh, yeah, the, the, the first two, let's see, uh, bogus journey had an approval rating of 56%. Wow. Surprisingly high. Well, okay. All right. So that's and not... the first one and the first one, drum and roll. The first one, drum roll, drum roll. And the approval rating on the, First one is 81%. So as you said, yes, this the third one has the highest approval rating. Yeah, which which surprised me. And and actually the reason I watched the first two over the last couple of years was because the new one came out and I started hearing lots of people talking about how it was surprisingly good. You know, and like nobody expected it to be good, but people were well, like, yeah, I and- will say that, you know, look, Keanu Reeves did appear back in the movie and Keanu Reeves has had a knack for being involved in projects that have turned out pretty well received. OK. Yeah. And so, you know, I guess, it, you know, it, 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 you know, there are certain actors that have a knack for appearing in shit. Okay, well, and, right. I, and speaking of that, like Alex Winter, the other star, basically hasn't been in all that much right. <laughs> other than Bill and Ted, right. but he apparently had a significant part in sort of getting the gang back together and uh, helping like make sure that the, the, the plot here was something that was decent and worth actually doing, um, etc. Et um, and... Yeah, so I mean, um, and so yeah, he had something to do with it too. He's not a yeah, big yeah, yeah. star like Keanu, but like, you know, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is that yeah, no, no, no. I'm sure that's the case. But that that, that if that if what I'm saying is that if he got involved, it usually means that whatever is being produced is going to receive some yeah. positive reviews. Okay, all right. He has a he has an eye for it, and so you know. So anyway, uh, all right. So thumbs up on. Uh, what was the Bill, name of this movie again? Bill and Ted face the music. Face the music. Face and again, music. come in, come into it with the right expectations. <laughs> like the, you know, it's not going to blow your mind. It's not the best movie you've ever seen in your life. But it's a, it's a fun, you know, ninety-one minutes or whatever the hell it is. Look, sometimes I will say that um, I, I really, uh, I don't like when I find out too much about a movie. Before right. going into the movie, it really spoils it. Um, and, and I tried to give—I I tried not to give any significant spoilers to this movie, although, like, right. it's yeah, whatever. You know, you you could predict how it's 
you gotta end kind of. But they're they're all killed. Yes. Well, that happened. They all in die the in a massive movie. ball of fire. Yeah. Well, they were killed in the second movie. Well, I mean, at the end of it. Well, yeah. They 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 lived again at the end of the second movie. Right. Right. It's, but but I'm saying so. No, yeah. So they but, but so but they all. Yes. It's yes, a yes. massive ball of fire. Right. Dipped in honey. Not yes. dipped in honey. Okay. I don't know why I've been stuck on the honey dipping. I have no idea. I don't even like honey that much. You know, I'm not a big honey fan either. Yeah. I think it's overrated. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, they're like. Maple the, syrup. That's a different story. Eh, I'm, I'm lukewarm on maple, maple syrup, too. Oh, man. Come on. Some nice hot pancakes. Some nice maple syrup on top. Mm, I, I'm not saying on. I'm not saying that's awful, but like it, it's not it doesn't excite me. It doesn't mean, oh, my God, the maple syrup, you know. And, uh, you know, anyway, really? there, you know, Keanu Reeves is Canadian. Is he? Yeah. OK. Yeah. I, I you know that the, you know that the Canadians have a massive like Fort Knox like type storage of like maple syrup. I, I think I did hear that they had a uh, national strategic reserve of maple, of maple surf. surf. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. So do, do we want to leave the butt first at that? Or do you have something really brief? Not 45 minutes. Even. <laughs> I, I, I don't uh, No, I, I think we could leave it at that for today. We can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and you know, because I haven't been doing them in a while. I do have a bunch of other movies and books and stuff like that. So uh, we'll get to them eventually. I'm getting to them. You're going to get to them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Back after this. You know, one of these weeks, I really just have to make some time and make a couple new breaks. <laughs> that, that, that could be. That, I think I think some people would appreciate that. Or again, somebody make a break for us. I, I you know, I, I like making the breaks, but I have what no time. Old breaks that we had. I, I, I think I even recorded some. I, I do not have any that were recorded by you in my in my archive. Um, there 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 are a bunch of breaks that I eliminated from the rotation because they no longer contained current information. Ah, so like I couldn't well, like that's a big problem. <laughs> and I the, mean, we're going on with a break that goes. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> you know, so uh, you can preface it with a warning. The following information is completely out of date, but and, you know, and, we have nothing else. And way back when, I mean, I, I used to use some breaks that were just recorded PSAs that like were made available. Yeah, what ha- right. What you happened know. with those? I, I don't know. I could, well, they're probably out of date too, but I could probably, you know, I might be able <laughs> to find some, pl- some random PSAs for random things. Uh, and, you know, I miss the days when our friend Rebecca 
had a poetry site that put out new poems well, every that's week. That's right. You had the poem of the week. That's we right. had the poem of the week every week. Now the, she's doing art, and I don't think that you know. I, I think she, she's posting it's a lot visual of visual art a, as opposed to right. poem so, art. Yeah. So maybe you could just describe it. I am looking at one right now, and um, it is a collage that includes. Uh, it, it does have a caption. Let me see if I can expand this so I can see the caption. Um, uh-huh. I'll, 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 hold on, oh, that didn't help. Okay, uh, here we go. The caption says, "As the mind wanders, so the myth becomes an act of defiance." There Dated you May- go. Dated May nineteenth, twenty twenty-two, and the There's art your above break. the above the art above it is sort of a collage of strips of different colors. There's a lot of gray and brown. There's some blue. There's some yellow. It's sort of I don't. It, there's a little bit of red in one spot. I, I don't know how to describe it in a way that would enable you to actually see it. If you wish to see it. Uh, go to Reblev, R-E-B-L-I-V on Twitter and look for her posts that say today's journal page and you'll get some examples of those. There you go. So, so there, you just did a break. I, I, I guess I, I guess I did. Um, but yeah, anyway, 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 politics and stuff. Uh, the first topic we have, um, like I said at the beginning, the the actual Buffalo shooting is not politics, but it has a lot of political stuff surrounding it. So just to start with some guy, 18 year old man, uh, you know, some people have been calling him a kid that I think that's whatever. Um, but he drove a few hours. Uh, he shot up a grocery store in Buffalo. He wrote a, so he did drive from, I I did, I actually had not seen that. So he did drive a decent distance. He, he, uh, yes, he drove, a f- uh, I think it was two to three hours to get there. Uh, he had studied demographic charts of New York state to specifically find the blackest area in the state. And so he drove there for that purpose, uh, you know, to, to specifically target black people. He apparently went there on a reconnaissance mission earlier to check it out, make sure he knew where he was going, whatever. Um, he had written a 180-something page manifesto or whatever, uh, just ranting about various things. Apparently, I've seen, I have not read it. I do not want to read it. Some people who have and have done analysis on it say he actually plagiarized huge portions of it from the manifestos of previous like white nationalist shooters who've killed people um, and added bits here and there, but a lot of it uh, was just plagiarized from previous people. Um, And, you know, a good deal of it seemed to be about this great replacement theory uh, and how, yeah. And, and that's where it comes into this. I guess we should say a little bit about what it is. It's the basic notion that I want to like, I want to be really careful because people are intentionally sort of smushing things together. It is Mm -hmm. not simply the idea that demographic change is going on and that there are more minorities. And because there are more minorities, it is that that we are bringing them in in order to replace white people. Yes. And specifically, even more specific than that, 
the Democrats are bringing them in in. because they're going to vote Democratic. Right. Correct. And they want to change the politics of the United States specifically by bringing in non-white people and increasing the numbers of non-white people. Now, you know, right, that the the, the most messed up and thing Jews. about this, right? Oh, the Jews, of course. Um, oh, oh, wait, I think it, the Jews are the people who are organizing this. They're not bringing in uh, more Jews. They're bringing in non-white people, but it's the, it's the evil Jews who are causing this. And by the way, just for anybody snipping this, please don't snip this out of context or anything. I am not advocating any of this. This is all bullshit. We're, we're, we're just, yeah, we're, we're uh, paraphrasing what the hell this asshole is thinking. Um, but here's the craziest thing about this, right? So he targets blacks, right? Not like, say, Hispanics. Uh-huh. Or, or like, say, I don't know, some recent immigrants, right? Okay, because you know, most of the African-Americans in the United States, you know, were brought in by slaves. They, they are not new arrivals. They're not new arrivals. I mean, there, there, there are new arrivals from Africa, but that's a different. But, 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 thing. The, but the majority of like when you when you pick a heavily populated black area, what you are, what you are targeting is people that had come to the United States basically probably before a lot of the white immigrants that came to the United States. Yes, and, and so it's like the the twisted logic that these assholes go to justify their their brutality is just 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 stunning i mean it's just how twisted this logic is to arrive at let me commit kill people and so one of the things that's been brought up is you know this kind of thing used to be something that was all around the fringes and it was like the wackiest of the wackiest whack jobs who like were pushing this kind of thing. But the change the wacky, now. Uh, right. Wackiest. Right. That used to be the, the way that it was. used to be. Now we've got Tucker Carlson talking about this shit all the time. We've got multiple members of Congress talking about it. And sometimes they tone down the language slightly, but very slightly. Right. You know, they, they, they use a little bit of like obfuscation. Is that how you say that word? Obfuscation. Obfuscation. Uh, but not much. It's like the thinnest possible veneer. Um, and one of the things you've heard in the last couple lines is, hey, the Democrats are talking about this too. They admit it outright. They've been saying demographics is destiny for years. And again, the difference here is... Saying demographics is destiny, first of all, has over and over again proved like a premature statement, you know, but uh, it's talking about, hey, they're natural trends that are happening. And we predict these kinds of effects on politics because they're happening, blah, blah, blah. It is not we want to encourage a certain type of immigration because this is the result that we expect we expect to see that's not like nobody's talking about changing immigration rules because they want to make more Democrats well, or at least hell, very I mean, fucking we, few. Well, well, very, yeah, very I mean, let's be clear. We haven't changed immigration co- rules period, except by some, you know, some of these like twisted things that have been done that, that, that basically 
take existing law, uh, you know, that Trump did and just basically just said, ah, we're not going to do, do, you know, fuck the law. And, and, and as people have actually pointed out, like new immigrants, there are a lot of Republicans in the group of new immigrants. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, and, and one of the things we've seen over the last couple of elections, I mean, you mentioned Hispanics, they're trending Republican in the last well, couple of elections. Not, maybe they're not trending Republican. There's certain groups that are trending Republican. Yeah, of, but uh, over, uh, overall, the, the numbers have been more Republican in recent years than earlier years. You're, you're right. They're, one of the problems is people saying, treating it as a monolithic entity and there are lots of and, subgroups and, and that matters. Exactly. And, and, and that's, and that's the biggest problem that the Democrats are, are doing where they, where they are, they are being blind to that, uh, repeatedly. And, and, and you know, and basically enough, Trump that is blind to almost everything actually knows that that's not the case. Right. And, and we'll talk about the whole Biden and Florida thing in our next segment, but I, the, the thing that's here, uh, that's stunning is f- f- first of all, like the, the fact that there are white nationalists who are causing violent problems uh, has been a, a growing issue. It expanded during the Trump administration, but it was a problem before that too. And, you know, during the Trump administration, you had that Trump's director of the FBI testify in, in front of Congress that this was the biggest problem right now. Not, not overseas terrorism, not like you know, Al-Qaeda or something, but domestic right-wing terrorism, specifically right. white nationalist terrorism, uh, was the biggest problem for this kinds of things. And, and, and what you see is that that is so disturbing is how, how much this has expanded. And like, like I said, the fact that, you know, there are people in Congress openly using this rhetoric. There's a person Correct. on the most watched news network in the country who's spouting this shit like every mo- day, every day. Well, almost like somebody almost actually counted every. and it was like 400. Sometimes he made direct reference to this stuff over the last couple of years. So very frequently, you yeah, know, almost. Well, let's see. The show's only on five days a week. So yeah, almost every day. If you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget how many years back they looked, but yeah, uh, very frequently, you know, and, and it is no longer like it, you go back a few years ago, somebody saying somebody starts talking about this stuff. They would be shunned. They would be thrown off. You know, like they, Nobody would be on TV talking about this regularly, um, not because of some vast censorship thing, but because it was just outside of the mainstream enough that nobody would tolerate it. Um, and that's no longer the case. This is now a significant portion of I've I've seen polls on Republicans and I forget the exact numbers, but it is a non-trivial number of Republicans that believe this stuff. And because Republicans are nearly 50% of the country, um, it's a significant portion of the population at large. And it's just so horrifying. But it's our current fucking reality. It is. It is. And, and it's still growing. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's crested and going back down again. No, 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 it's getting worse, not better. You know, it is definitely getting worse. Um, and and I think p- part of this thing, people, you know what? 
yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, one of the things that uh, <clears throat> has been pointed out is that over the last couple of years, especially with like what happened with COVID and like the, the, the policies of the Trump administration, that immigration is way down yeah. into the United States over the last couple of years. And, and, you know, but one of the worst things is that people have been complaining about, well, labor shortages. Why are we having labor shortages? Well, if you count there were short like a couple of million immigrants over the last couple of years, there's there's part of your answer, like right there. Mm-hmm. That that that's just you know that that's just part of it. But you know, but these people keep saying, well, well, they're flooding in, they're flooding in, and you know, they're taking away our baby milk and other stuff. And you know, why are we why are we feeding them? Why why are we just starving them at the border? I guess starve the babies. Yeah, but it's just fucking. Well, and one of the things that has been a pattern that, you know, historians and sociologists have noticed is that this kind of reaction is not uncommon amongst societies that are undergoing demographic change. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, you know, when, when the majority group starts getting to the point where they feel the fact that they're no longer going to be the majority and they feel that slipping away, this kind of violent counter reaction to that trend is not uncommon. Unfortunately, it's Mm -hmm. happened in a variety of societies across the world and across history. Um, And we are in that realm where, you know, their, you know, demographics are changing. Yep. Uh, White Christians are already not a, a majority, I believe. And white people aren't going to be a majority in the United States within a decade or two. Um, right. And and it's already very true in certain parts of the country. Um, and what you find, though, is that the places that where this kind of reaction is strongest is not the places with the most non-white people. It's the place where the percentage of white people is dropping the fastest. Mm. you know and even 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 if that percentage is still high you know if all if you if 20 years ago you had 95 percent white people and now you have 90 percent you notice that the the non-white population has doubled and apparently people get really stressed out about that or at least some people do. Enough people to some cause people a problem. Do. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm one that I think I've said this before. That uh, for whatever the hell reason, uh, you know, to me, it's the opposite. I, I, I keep always finding like more stimulating. The the more diverse the place I am in, the the cooler well, I think it is. Yeah, and, and and you know, a lot of that. Deter, you know, a lot of that is based on what experiences you had as a kid and growing up. Not all of it, not all of it. But to be clear, like for me, you know, with the way my parents lived and who they interacted with, I was always in diverse environments. And very often I was in, in situations where I was the, you were the, the minority. minority. Right. And so have I been. <laughs> yeah. And so my experience is if I am in a place that is overwhelmingly white, I feel the, the, the higher the white percentage, the more uncomfortable I feel, <laughs> you know? And I mean, and not exclusively, and I'm not saying like I'm super hypersensitive to this, but I remember on a number of situations being places 
especially like a few years back, like a couple election cycles ago, I attended a bunch of Republican events to sort of understand what was going on from that side and to mess around with stuff a little bit. Um, and it was so damn white. I'm not saying oh, it was a hundred percent white, but it was so damn close, white. Close to it. And even before the people started talking, that made me uncomfortable. Of course, once they opened their mouths, I got even more uncomfortable. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And, and whereas a lot of people feel the opposite, like they, and I guess it's sort of like to some degree, it's you want to you want everything to feel like it was when you were growing up and anything that's different than that feels alien in some ways but the thing is i i think like you said there there's a fundamental difference of like mindset that people have some people are excited by the novelty and the difference and want to see new and different things all the time other right. people other people just want everything to always be the same as it was when they were 10 for the rest of their fucking life. Listen, let me tell you something. I mean, the, the one guy that, that just, I, I mean, and I've seen it, I've seen it uh, more than once him saying it is a uh, fucking Tucker Carlson, like says, you know, who the hell enjoys living in a place where all the people that are living around me aren't like me. And I'm like, whoa, Jesus Christ, for real. It, it, it just always just, I mean, the guy just says it like flat out like that. Yeah. I, I haven't watched enough of him to, to know, but it I mean, sounds I, like I've him. only watched it. I, I mean, I've, I, listen, clips. people have shared the clips and I've gone out and found like, say, for example, not trying to be taking it out of context. Right. But watch something a little bit longer, longer on it. There's only so much I can tolerate of that fucking asshole, unfortunately, you know? It's kind of like listening to Trump, for God's sakes, you know? I mean, how much do I have to listen to his racist fucking bullshit, you know, to realize that he's a complete, you know, hater? I mean, and it's the same with Carlson. And, you know, the, the sickening thing is that, you know, he gets put on this fucking network that is supposedly, for a lot of people, a trusted news source. Yeah. Every not fucking night. And is the highest rated program under fucking network right now. So what the fuck does that say about our country at this point? And, 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 you know, long-term, I mean, the, the quote unquote demographics is destiny. Long-term things will change. You go out 50 years, 60 years, a hundred years, whatever there, there will be, it will be a whole different country. Yeah, and, but and let's let's but but also look let's you, you say about demographics is destiny look let, let's go and, back and by the way i don't years. i i don't mean that in the sense of at a certain point democrats will win everything that that's not how it works no, because no, no, the parties but, but, change look, around and no stuff no no too. but but let's talk about but but uh, talk about uh you know how the nation is i mean look let, let's you know if i go back 50 60 70 years ago where the hell we were it's an entirely I mean, it, different country. Yeah. I, I mean, in terms of all of these things, in terms of acceptance, uh, the the racial, I mean, Jesus Christ, the racial conflicts that we had back then, too. Uh, and But just uh, the lack of rights for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like, and so the, com compare now to 1972, 50 years ago, and compare that to 1922. Those three countries are unrecognizable from each right. other, right? You right. know, and and I think part of the difference in terms of this is, you know, I look at that and say, we've made a hell of a lot of progress. We're so much better, but 
but and, and certainly we we got a long way to go but there are a lot of people who look back at that and look wistfully at how it used to oh, be yes. and want it to go back yes oh yes why can't we send the black people back to where they came from fuckers and, and i think you know an, uh, someone else pointed out at some point i wish i could remember who it's probably been lots of people but it's not just you know what sort of and th- this will transition right into the obama comments you wanted to make it's not just like a lot of people can say like theoretically say of course all people are equal and you know we we fully respect black people blah 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 so long as those black people are not disrupting what you expect the world to work like. Like essentially like as long as the white males are really still in charge. Or, then, then you guys go over there. Or, like or, just, or any black people that get in charge do the same thing the white people would have done. Like then, okay, fine. Then it's, it's, it's all good. Cause it's, you're not actually disrupting how the world works just because you got a few more black people. But once you got black people who are actually exerting power independently with their own ideas that are different than what the white people used to do, then people start freaking out a lot more. And yep. what, and I think what's happened is you know the a lot of these people who are threatened by this are threatened by the fact you know it, it's it's not just you have you know black people and hispanics and other kinds of immigrants it's that those people are actually starting to exert influence over the culture over politics over what happens in workspaces and all of a sudden those people are changing things and it's not like right. it used to be. And it used to be that the, the default was whatever, you know, sort of the the normal white culture was what was in charge. And that was what to expect. And all of a sudden, you know, these people have influence. And that's where people's minds break. Well, it's not just influence. It's that, I mean, they're taken over, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that's the, <clears throat> that. I mean, that's the thing that i scare i I think uh scares a a group of people right it it, you know that these people that aren't um that aren't white could be in charge and thus bringing us to obama and i know we've talked about this before but let's do it again well we haven't talked about it recently and i think that a lot of stuff is making this even more accentuated because you know look we're now about 18 months, you know, that says Biden won the presidency. Okay. That Trump got pushed out. And what, I, what I'm, what, what we're seeing right now is that, um, you know, the, these, um, the, these, uh, things that Trump accelerated have not abated. Okay. Mm-hmm. In any way, shape or form. Uh, and it's it's become far more clear to me that the inflection point to a lot of these people was 100% the election of a black man as president of the United States. Yeah. There, there is just nothing 
else that that really galvanized these people more than that act. It was such an affront to their vision of how the world worked. Yep. And all of this reaction that you're seeing across the board is reacting to that. It's it's how it's, it's emboldened these people with the racism, galvanized them, how it allowed Trump, you know, Trump was a guy that was uh, saying it over and over, first the birtherism or whatever, and then how he ran for the presidency, and basically how he ran to try to erase whatever Obama did. Yeah. Because that was basically what he tried to do as president. Anything that Obama did, we undo it. Period. Um, And how that, that force is still in full, and how there are people taking it even to more extreme than than Trump did. It has not, these people are not, they're not disemboldened right now. Is that a right word? <laughs> it is now. It is now. They're not disemboldened. They are trying even harder than ever to push this agenda against everything. Mm-hmm. Against uh, gays, against abortion, against anyone that's not white. Um, you know, anything that they can push, they are, they are doing. It, it's just, I, and, and, and they, they, they just, you know, they keep being more and more emboldened at this point. Well, because and they I, keep seeing positive results from this shit that they've done. I, I think there are a couple things. One, one is that, yeah, that there hasn't been the pushback. I mean, certainly well, there's some people, been the pushback, but I mean, we, we no, voted Trump out, but, 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 but what I'm saying I, is that I, they I, are, they're I redoubling mean, their efforts yeah, no, in I the mean, face I'm, of that. I mean, personal pushback, like the people who are doing this are not finding themselves shunned. Yes. Trump lost. Oh, yes, they're not, a few oh, other, oh, oh the, the, I mean, in their groups, no, what they, what they have found the, is an entire massive community of people to think like they do right now. Yes. And, and they can make money off it too, which right. bonus, um, you know, so yeah, yeah, you, the, they, because it is working because they're finding this community, because they're finding this community, because despite Trump losing, they've had all kinds of other victories in other areas. They have the Supreme Court. They're right. going to reverse Roe. And now, now Roe is, yeah, it, 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 it's a little bit different issue than some of the others we're talking about, but it's the same kind of like. It's, a, it's against people's rights. It's against, it's, the, it's against the rights of the white male to control everything. It's certainly that. And it also ties into like, we want to take the world back to how it was 50 or a hundred years. Right. Ago, yes. Know? Um, and, and, and so, you know, they're, they're, they're steamrolling some victories. They're, you know, the, the, the Supreme court, the, the Senate is structured that it's currently in their favor. The electoral college is structured that it gives them an advantage above and beyond their numbers. Um, there are a lot of other areas where, you know, they, they've got control of state houses all over the place that, you know, they may have lost the presidency for now, 
but they're winning in a lot of other places. They've got a lot of uh, momentum in certain areas and they on the, there are two things here. One, they feel the power that they had during the Trump administration and they're excited to get it back. But also I think there, there's a big recognition that if they are going to regain control, now's the moment, you know, like they have to do it now and they have to use these extreme techniques. And then once they're in power, they have to do things that will make it extremely difficult to undo what they've done and, or to kick them out of power again. Um, Because the demographic changes are real. Young people tend not to agree with them. Now there's certainly lots of young people that do, but a lot fewer young people than old people. And, and the old people are slowly but surely dying off. And, and there is, there is the demographic change. And yes, a lot of new immigrants are Republicans, but a lot are Democrats too. And, you know, it's even simplifies it to put it as Republican Democrat. Like that's not really the right frame either. Uh, It's just that that's how it's lined up at the moment. Because again, like the Republicans today bear zero resemblance to the Republicans even like 20, 30 years ago. Like, you know, there's certainly underlying currents that were there from the beginning, but the crazies have taken over. And, you know, we always, and this is a recurring theme on this show as well. So apologies for longtime listeners, but there was a Republican coalition and the 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 people who cared about things other than the kind of like culture war nationalist you know retroactive we want to be like 50 years ago they're all gone right <laughs> like the the people who are simply like small government uh or like you know pro business oh, yeah whatever yeah. who are those guys I mean, the only part that's left of that is cut taxes, cut taxes, right. cut taxes, cut taxes, and anything else that was actually but, like, but, but they'll walk all over business, you know, for whatever reason they want right now. Yeah. Because that's the only thing cut the taxes, right? So can't raise any taxes, but, but business doing what, what, whatever a business wants to do No, fuck. We'll, we'll, we're enemies of business. You know, Disney, you know, will walk all over them or any other fucking company that doesn't do the doesn't doesn't bend to our will, basically. Right. Whatever that is. And but I but I think you're right. Like so much of this, you can yeah, like, yes, you can see the underlying trends that were already heading in this direction to some degree. But the whole Obama won the presidency just broke so many people. Yep. And they just like at, at that point, like for whatever they, they the, the what's the right way to say it? I mean, the, their their connection with reality became unhinged. Um, they with the whole sort of independent Fox News ecosystem bullshit, with magnified further by social yep. media, their. Um, their vision of like what was acceptable in the world started diverting uh, rapidly. Um, you know, you've seen some charts of people who've like 
mapped this out more systematically in terms of how much the parties have moved. And yes, the Democrats have moved left a little bit, but the Republicans have moved right so much more. Oh, yeah. And and specifically on sort of the questions of authoritarianism and support for democracy and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, basically, you know, I've I've seen it put this way a lot, which is that the the sort of mainstream Republicans felt like they could get their goals and and keep and even mainstream Republicans to a degree were very heavily invested in maintaining existing power structures. That's kind of part of what conservatism even means is like you're you're you care about and respect tradition and authority and power. And, you know, they felt that they could do that within the democratic framework. But to a large portion of these people, once it started to become clear that they couldn't get what they want through democratic means, they're ready yep. to ditch the democracy right away. Yeah. Fuck the democracy. Yeah. You know, um, that that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's optional for them. Yes. And this is where we get to the January 6th stuff and everything else uh, that, and, and you know, the, the push to, for secretaries of state all over the country to win who were, who would basically be fine, like overriding the popular vote if it wasn't going their way and they could make up some random excuse that this is the danger here is there's so many of these people who see that the, the most important thing is retaining sort of the culture and power struggles that are slipping away over time, not because of some democratic or Jewish conspiracy, but just because, Hey, things change, you know, and they feel that control slipping away. And they're like, well, we will do whatever it takes to maintain that control and maintain those old power structures and that old cultural stuff. And, you know, if, if most people don't like it too fucking bad, uh, we'll, we'll arrange for it to happen anyway, one way or another. Mm. Well, I think that, um, th th this whole thing about the, uh, disdain for democracy, um, it, it's just the, 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 the biggest, uh, change. And, and look, you were talking about, Going back to 2008 as an inflection point, whether, you know, current uh, Republicans are so different from before. Let me put it to you this way. You know, you want to know how different it is? In 2006, George W. Bush tried to pass immigration reform right. that that actually uh, provided a, a, a citizenship to illegal immigrants at the time. Mm -hmm. That was the president of the United States that was a Republican tried to do that right now and he actually had a group of senators to do that but somehow it fell apart you you yes. fucking you, you know you you fucking tell me <laughs> when do you think that will be happened again especially led by a republican president will it happen in our lifetime maybe but but not not <laughs> soon yeah not not soon i i mean not yeah. in this decade no, the I, I fully believe the way the two party system works in the United States, where the Democrats and Republicans are on issues will change dramatically if you look at a scale of decades. 
but eh, it's going to take a while. You know what? I, I, I go back to the one thing that when we started doing this show for the first time in college 30 years ago, Republicans or Democrats were aligned probably in like 70, 80 percent of things in many cases. Let's say, for example, uh, NATO and like uh, uh, our global posture. Mm-hmm. There's much difference between what Republicans and Democrats really wanted, you know, at the time. Uh, hell, if you go back on economics, especially during the Clinton years, I don't think that economic policies, you know, were that different. Maybe some tax and some stuff or whatever regulation, but, 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 you know, th- they weren't that different. I, I think that's one of the things where, uh, hell, there were even pro-life Democrats. There were pro-life Democrats and there were Democrats that were not for gay marriage. Oh, absolutely. I, I hell, you know, uh, uh, Obama and Biden both they converted during the Obama administration on that. Exactly. Issue. So, so look, uh, at, look at those things. I mean, you know, shit. Yeah, no, but th- there was a lot of mixing between the parties as, as, and that was part of the great resorting of the parties after civil rights. I mean, so the civil rights movement in the 1960s completely changed American politics when the Democrats decided to take, take the side of black people, basically. Right. Um, because beforehand, even civil rights issues was not a super partisan issue, but it became a sorting mechanism in the 1960s. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look where the hell we are right now. Okay. I, 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 something else came into my head, but it's already gone. You had wanted to talk about the primary results too. That was one of our topics yes. for here. Um, and so, uh, let's well, start. We have confirmed again that our, we are aging very quickly because we have problems with this shit right now. We can't remember shit anymore. Yeah, like an idea will come into my head while you're talking that, oh, oh, I want to say this, and then you talk for 30 more seconds and it's completely gone. It's gone. I, yeah, I, mean, I have n- no idea. Uh, how many times regularly now you walk into a room and you forget what the hell you were trying to do? When did I come here again? Yeah, I, I, I do that less, but you know why? Why? I try to avoid changing rooms. Well, there you go. That's a way to cut it back on it. I hadn't thought about that strategy. Just just never leave. Well, there you go. No. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Pri- primaries. Uh, let's start. Uh, Madison Cawthorn lost. Yeah, he lost. I, and, and look, we talked a couple weeks about this. Like, he made the mistake a few weeks back of, like, doing that cocaine orgy thing where he criticized other Republicans. Yep. And they went after him like you know uh, supporting an insurrection no problem right you know being involved in you know trafficking underage girls for sex no problem yeah you know any you know uh not reporting it to the authorities when uh kids under your charge were being abused by a coach no problem you know all, all kinds of things like that, that n- none of that matters all all the corruption under donald trump who cares? cares but you start talking about your your other republicans in congress and saying oh yeah i heard they go to cocaine orgies boom <laughs> we will come down on you like a ton of rocks i mean he was doing fine in the polls for his race like a month ago um and uh no he lost and he lost by a significant margin now of course one of the problems here is it's not clear that the guy who won 
you know, he's probably going to have all the same like political views. He just will be more disciplined and not have all of these issues surrounding him. uh, That, that it's not like, uh, it's not like, you know, the, the the other guy was Obama or anything like that. No, it's, it's some other jackass Republican. uh, And I, I don't actually know details about him. I believe just not uh, one that is actively trying to backstab everybody else in the Republican party. Yeah, and is, is and I believe this is a deep red seat, so like the Democrat doesn't really yeah, have a yeah, shot yeah, if yeah, I remember yeah. right. So, yeah, but he's gone, and fine. He 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 was one of the super diehard MAGA folks, and people have been making well, fun wait. this week. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, oh, he dark MAGA. Yes, he called out that now is the time. Fuck regular MAGA. We have to bring out the dark MAGA. And I'm like, fuck. I mean, there you guys have like a, a even a, a a worse group that we don't know about? Well, and and the the Democrats have been using the term ultra MAGA in a few places to try I to disparage heard, I had not heard dark MAGA before. No, I had not heard dark, dark MAGA before, but I am looking at a tweet right now from Paul yeah. McLeod, uh, Twitter handle P-D-M-C-L-E-O-D. His tweet in response to the Madison Cawthorn stuff is, Dark MAGA, Ultra MAGA, Cherry MAGA, Mesquite Barbecue MAGA. Back in my day, we had one flavor of MAGA, and that was enough. Ah, well. All I said, oh, my my comment on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack was when, uh, when, when he said Dark MAGA, the, the first thing, I'm saying, the first thing that came to my mind was Nazi brown shirts. That's, that's the first thing. I mean, what the fuck else? Talking Dark MAGA? Well, one of one of Cawthorn's uh, things uh, that was brought out against him and whatever was, you know, he take he had taken a bunch of pictures uh, when he went on vacation uh, to Hitler's vacation home. God, and like pictures of him like going raw, like as he's going through the hallways there or whatever. Okay, so I'm not wrong. <laughs> I don't think so. No, like the. These assholes. I, I just. I mean, they're like openly voting for Nazis. I mean, literally, Sam. They are openly supporting Nazis. Well, remember one of one of Donald Trump's ex wives in one of her books or whatever talked about how uh, how Trump kept kept a copy of Mein Kampf next to his bed. Not surprising. You know, now of course he denied it. Whatever, blah blah blah. But he, I mean, but but, uh, but yeah, okay, he may have kept a copy. How about? How and about, and it's not you, like wait 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 wait. I bet you fifty bucks he never opened them. Oh, of course, that man doesn't read exactly. <laughs> it's like my dad. My dad has all these books at home about all these subjects. I've never seen him crack a book. I haven't seen him crack a book in 30, 40 years. I I don't know why the hell he keeps buying these books. I I, I think the last time I saw him crack a book. Literally was over 30 years ago. Well, it, it, you know, I, I we'll get back to primaries in a second, but I just have to say, since you brought it up, there were also a number of additional reports about Donald Trump's stupidity in various places uh, over the last weeks. Last week, we talked about the whole thing about him asking if the Chinese were directing hurricanes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the this, hurricane, hurricane gun, I think yeah, uh, yeah. he was using. The, the, yeah. This week, yeah. there oh, was a God. report about... Vladimir Putin 
You know, and we all know all the stuff we've said about Jesus Putin and Trump. Christ, but know. Vladimir Putin getting extremely frustrated because in his meetings with Donald Trump, Donald Trump knew nothing about anything. <laughs> and Putin Look, I had- can see I can see how that could be exasperating trying to have a one hour conversation with somebody that knows nothing about nothing. I mean, it was like, he knows nothing about history. He knows nothing about like, like apparently Donald Trump at one point asked if Finland was part of Russia, you know, things, things like this. And, you know, and uh, even Vladimir Putin was like, I can't deal with this man. He's so fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. Good grief. (laughs) And, and we had, of course, heard that various other world leaders thought the same thing, but it, it's just comical that even Putin was like, yeah, and Putin was like, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't deal with this guy. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, okay. let's talk about that. Well, we were talking primaries. Yes. Uh, well, the other interesting primaries were the Pennsylvania. Yes. Yes. So let's see. Um. The, on the Democratic Senate side, Fetterman won like by a huge margin despite having a stroke recently, despite all the stories that have been he's had to defend against about the one time he pulled a gun on a black jogger or whatever. What? Uh, yes. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. Okay. Yeah, it, it was many years ago. He's had to defend himself uh, quite a few times. He saw it was the same typical story. He was like, there was somebody in the neighborhood that didn't look like he belonged there. And he, he had to, no. he, he pulled a gun on him and called the cops on him, blah, blah, blah. Guy was innocent. Wasn't what. And luckily he didn't actually shoot the guy or anything, but he, and he, he's, he's basically, he's denied parts of the story and he's backtracked on some of it and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, like he still won the democratic primary wide open. Uh, he calls himself a a progressive, but he's the kind of guy that looks like he would appeal to, to MAGA folks actually. Like he's like really big, tall, muscular, like, you know, (laughs) so that's what we need. We need more. Is that what you're saying? I guess yeah, okay. So. Let me let me put that. Into, uh, I I suggested dipping salmon honey and put him in front of Lincoln Memorial, but apparently <laughs> no. What we need is more. Rrr. Yeah, well, and I figured he, it not be boring. That was my strategy for the Democrats. Well, and, and he's got boring. A, he's got. I a think weird, I have a good strategy, but and, you know, and he's got a weird combination. Like in certain cases, he was a Sanders supporter. He he he's fairly like you know off on that side of the democratic party, but in other areas he's moved to the center. So he's, he's an interesting candidate and uh, it looks like it'll um, it looks like it's going to be a close race in uh, regardless, but the Democrats did not sort of pick the safe candidate who's been in Congress and blah, blah, blah. I mean, this guy's a Lieutenant governor, so it's not like he's not been in government, but, um, uh, but that was an overwhelming win Uh, in the, uh, governor's race. The main news is that the um, the really really MAGA Republican won, and so the Republicans are kind of scared that that's not going to go well in the general election. Um, whereas the the Democrats have a strong candidate, used to be Secretary of State, forget his name. Um, now the one that's still wide open though uh, is the Republicans Senate. on the Senate side. Um, and this is where we had freaking Dr. Oz 
Oh, that fucking asshole. <laughs> Why the hell? I mean, Jesus Christ. Is there any Republican who is not a fucking asshole at this point? I guess the answer is no, right? Right. Uh, now, the now, Dr. Oz, um, and who's who's the number two guy? Uh, that well, the, the 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 person who was coming up from behind, uh, still stayed in third. Uh, she was she had been rising rapidly in the last few weeks. Did not manage to crack the top two, um, and uh, she was sort of the most mega crazy person on the ballot in Pennsylvania, and so she ended up coming in third. Um, the uh, doctor, are you looking up the whoever's number two while I'm talking about Dr. Oz? Uh, no, I was not, but I'll get it. D- look at look it up. Um, but meanwhile, like the this is really, really tight. Like the difference between number one and number two, uh, last I saw it was approximately a thousand votes. Um, and it's in recount territory, basically. They expect the margin to close even further as uh, as additional mail-in and military votes come in. Um, and so this is, this is looking like it'll be weeks until we know uh, whether it's Dr. Oz or the other guy <laughs> who, who actually gets this number. Yeah, which I, I'm trying to pull up. I have this article here with it. There's a little, a little over a thousand votes separated Dr. Oz and... Mc, some David McCormick, uh, ah, yes, that's a right. former hedge fund executive. Um, yeah. So apparently is Trump who urged Oz to declare victory on Wednesday in, his, uh, in a post on his Truth Social website. Yeah. Uh, it makes it much harder for them to cheat with the ballots that they just happened to find. Oh, God, Jesus. And again, th- this, is, this is Pennsylvania, which because of s- stupidness, they decide they can't count any of the mail-in ballots until Before, election day. Right, which is the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, so all the all the mail-in ballots only get started counted. Yeah. All the mail-in ballots only get started in the counting process after election day, and they take their time to do it. This is the same thing we saw in the presidential race. So in, unless you've got like a blowout election like we had on the democratic side for Senate. Um, it takes a while. And if you got a super, super close thing like this, then right. not only do they have to wait for all the mail-in ballots and count them slowly as they come in, then they're going to have a, a, a freaking recount probably. Right. Um, and they're going to have to like do all this mechanism. So it may be quite a while till we find out the winner here. Um, but it seems like the the conventional wisdom I've been hearing um, is that regardless of which of these two win on the Republican side, you're still looking at close to a 50-50 race for the general election. It's right. going to be uh, a tight race down to the wire. Uh, a lot's going to depend on things, uh, you know, and, and so it's a toss up. Uh, regardless of which one of these wins. Uh, I saw a couple of election a- analysis saying that they might give the Republicans a slight advantage uh, here, but uh, but slight. Uh, and I and I, I don't know. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot here. I think there's so much. I mean, it's not one of our explicit topics here, but there's the big question of what effect the whole uh, 
overturning of Roe versus Wade uh, will have, assuming it ends up happening the way everybody expects it to, which I, I don't see any reason to think it won't. Um, but, you know, so far I, I pointed out, um, I'm looking at an update. It, it had been flat, uh, but at this point there, the Republican advantage in what they call the generic ballot for Congress has dropped slightly since the Roe versus Wade leak, but not a lot. It's uh, it went from 2.6 right before that leak to 2.3 now, um, but uh, it, it is not moving a lot. And I I wonder like there are it, it's it's unclear to me whether we're going to see a lot of changes. It still is early. It's only been that happened on the 9th. It's the 20th now. Eleven days. Uh, since since that leak happened. So there may be more time needed for polling averages to really catch up. But I wonder how much more of a difference it'll make uh, once it actually happens, like next month or whenever we're expecting the actual uh, result to happen. Um, or if it'll be another one of those things where we think it's going to have a big, huge impact and rally a bunch of people. But in the end, everybody's like, okay, but gas prices. Right. Or something. Or, well, and there's, there, there's a lot about that. That's still, still up on the air. I mean, um, you know, the, the, this entire thing with, um, with gas prices, but by the way, I actually looked at, uh, 438, uh, 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 the latest, uh, 538. Uh, whatever, four thirty-five. It's too late. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I, 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 my wife today asked me a question four times at the kitchen table, and I, I, I told her, I'm sorry, I still don't understand what you asked. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's how bad. That that's how bad I am right now. Yes. Okay. Well, um, which five thirty-eight thing are you looking at? I'm looking, well, I was looking at, at the generic ballot. Yeah, one. that I have uh, that up on my screen right now. That's the, what I, was just I do to. see that the average is uh, definitely like a plus two point three. Uh, but they do have a lot of recent surveys that show uh, the Democrats up in yeah. May that I guess haven't really pushed the average the other way. But um, uh, so. It, 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 so if you look at the, the 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 timeline of polling in like April, it was really, really strong uh, Republican in the right. surveys. Uh, but the latest polling is showing a significant move. Not enough yet to move the, the trailing average, but you can right. see that in the polls. And I think that it may have to do with this Roe v. Wade thing that this is looking a lot bluer than it looked in April. Okay, and I'm I'm surprised by how much, yeah, um, and, and it's looking I, at in the recent polling. Yeah, and, and and I've been trying to like, yeah, when you eyeball it, you do definitely see some of that, and that that, but yeah, that can be deceiving, which is why I've been looking at the averages, and it, yeah, it, I, I know. Look, I, I listen. The trailing averages, you know, are, are always a little bit like this. Time. They take, take, take some time, time. and usually yes. a lot of these, a lot of these inflection points. Are, are hard to capture in that because it's well it's made not to move that quickly yes but 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 you know look but when you looked at in listen when you look at april and you just look it just just this isn't and actually when, you look at april and you you look at the well, fact that in those there were one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 
Uh, there were 10 polls I see here on my screen right now that indicate April. Yeah. Let, let and me in just, those, let, let, and let in me those, just... wait, 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 in those, okay, out of those 10, it was like three had the Democrats leading, the other seven, the Republicans, and many in multiple by double digits. Okay. All right. Let, let, let me, let me so, just but, say but this. I'm gonna finish. No, no, wait, wait. Let me finish. I'm gonna support but now your you point. Look, but okay. Now you look at the last. Ten, but I'll give the data first, so you can talk okay. about the point later. Now that you can't. look at the last ten. Okay, that are here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's completely flipped. The last ten that are here, two only show the Republicans leading, and the other uh, the other ones are either even or for. For the Democrats now, the margin is you know it, it, it's a it's a single digit margin, and we know that single digit margin, low single digits still means a Republican takeover. But it, but it's not the shellacking yes. that this this was showing in April right now. Okay, um, can I can I can yes. I support yeah, your point I'm further? Give the data. Sorry. Okay, so I, I'm going to give data from another place, which is we look less these days at the RCP average than we do at 538 because we know that you know, there are a couple issues with RCP. But yeah, if you look at their graph, there's a much more dramatic effect using their methodology, which is mm. a much which is a much simpler sort of sliding yeah, average yeah. of recent polls. Um, back on April 28th, so a couple weeks before the thing, uh, they had the Republicans up all at 4.8% on the okay. generic ballot. Okay. As of now, they're down to 1.9. Wow. So you you are seeing something there. But again, I, I, I feel like, and I, I'll repeat this that I've said before, I feel like so much of what happens in November is going to depend on two things. And I've said them before, so if you've heard them before, oh well, too bad. Uh, A is do the Republicans nominate too many completely off the wall, crazy fucking people that scare away middle of the road uh, people who actually could go back and forth? And specifically, suburban women have been a swing area lately on that, well, especially uh, with this whole thing on abortion. And then number two is with things like well and specifically i'd say with overturning roe uh and then all of the reactions to that by state legislatures all across the country in republican controlled states do the republicans overreach on social issues and i i think i tweeted it something like do the republicans stare do the republicans scare the living fuck out of those middle of the road suburban white women. Basically, do they snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory at this point? Basically, yeah, which is what, what I mean. What, it's what, theirs to lose. I yeah, mean, it, it's theirs to lose. But they, uh, they I, I do believe that they are. It, this is, you know, what I feel like with the Republicans. It's like, uh, it's like the guy that keeps uh, putting his head inside the lion. Okay, mm. you know, and he doesn't get it bit until one day it bites him. This is the game that I think that they're playing with this whole damn thing with like taking away people's rights. Okay, um, it, it, at some point you're gonna you're gonna overreach and you're gonna get your head bitten off. Okay, for it, and you know, and and I think that that's the game that they are playing right now uh, with this. Uh, you know, and, and look, if you look at the ballot and it moved like that just with this and not it actually happening, can you imagine the reaction if it did? Right. I mean, because I I I. 
I, I deeply believe. Because remember, like right now, it's like somebody leaked a draft of something. Nothing's changing anywhere. Right. Right. Uh, assuming the court actually does this in basically the form that was leaked and all of the subsequent leaks seem to back that up. And in fact, the leaks seem to say that it was conservative staff leaking this to try to solidify the position of the conservative justices to try to defend against Chief Justice Roberts, getting them to weaken the position because what he had wanted was to basically gut Roe without actually overturning it. You know, which, yeah. Um, but if this if this does actually happen in the way that was leaked, then immediately, many, many states, boom, the law changes overnight. Because they've yeah. already got, there's legacy laws on the books from before Roe. There are trigger laws that have been passed since that say, right. if Roe is overturned, then we will do this. There are new laws being passed right fucking now. Oklahoma, I think, passed one in yep. this week. Yep. Um, you know, modeled after the Texas law, I believe, but much more strict. Um, and so it's going to into effect before the Roe stuff. You know, so... There are all kinds of places all over the country where this will change overnight. And Republicans in some areas are already pushing even further. Like not only, you know, the first stage was, okay, we'll, we will re restrict, we, we will make illegal all abortion after some number of weeks and then slowly bringing that number of weeks in and being lower and lower and lower. Now they're passing laws that are saying anything after fertilization, which is right. before medical people even recognize that a pregnancy has started because the Correct. fertilized egg has to implant. Right. Um, so it's not even, the, the woman isn't even pregnant yet. And you're already saying it's, uh, it's killing uh, a, a human being that should be treated as murder or whatever. And so that, that outlaws certain forms of birth control that are designed not to stop fertilization, but to stop implantation. Um, it potentially makes all sorts of practices that are involved in in vitro fertilization illegal as well. Um, you know, and, and and there are all kinds of people worried about, like, how do you handle miscarriages? Because now do you have to investigate to find out whether the woman triggered the miscarriage and what's that going to be? Uh, you know, and again, like there are, there is a world that you could imagine where the Republicans in all of these states would sort of take the victory and be really judicious about it. Say, okay, now it's up. <laughs> yeah. Say now it's up for the states. What, what, Let's move what, slowly. What do you, but no, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what are you smoking over there? Jeez, I, I said Christ. there, there, you could imagine that world, but that no, is not no, the no. world what we are you live in. Smoking over there. Did you could even imagine that world that, that imagine? I'm sorry. I couldn't even imagine that, that, that the idea <laughs> that that was even possible didn't even cross my head. The fact that you even had that as some kind of a possible thought, what the hell are you smoking? <laughs> well, like I said, that's it's not like the me, world. We you know live what? In. You sound like what happened to me. Like, uh, uh what was it? Monday. I went to sleep on Monday and I was dreaming that I was sleeping and it was Friday. Okay. So basically when I woke up, it was going to be Saturday. Okay. Uh -huh. Then I fucking woke up at six something in the morning, heard to your alarm clock. And I realized, fuck, it's Tuesday. <laughs> well, just a quick pause. I must say this since you mentioned dreaming like a month and a half ago, my son, Alex decided that a thing I needed to do 
was start recording my dreams and posting them on TikTok. So okay. I have I have been doing this. So if you find Apple Smay on TikTok, well, I why have can't been we use those as commercials then? I'm not sure you'd want to, but okay, I'll think about that. But they, they well, uh, use I, I, one or two. I posted the series as Apple Dreams. There are now like 40 something of them out there. And uh, my my son cracks up on them. Some some of them are mildly entertaining. Some of them are just stupid. But you know, yeah, yeah. T- go check go check it out on TikTok. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. On a yeah. on a slide though. Okay. A- anyway, anyway. anyway so so we were. Yeah, we we were way off from primaries. the The point is. Uh, I guess one of the things we have not talked about on primaries. Well, no, we we're, we're talking about well, we're t- talking about the primaries that that affected the election and what the yeah, hell are yeah. factors that could uh, could do that. Look, we we talked about you know Roe v. Wade, but 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 look, the other the other effect that we're having right now, and I don't know what the hell is going to happen like right now, especially because of what's going on is is inflation and economy and all this other shit like right now. Because look, as much as everybody wants to know, like, and some people that are want to be geniuses on Twitter. And, and, you know, I, I really love all these people that have, that think because they're smart on one subject that they understand economics. And I, okay. I, I just, it, it drives me crazy. And uh, look, all this stuff with inflationary pressures that we've had the last couple of years, the biggest factor, the biggest one in terms of inflation was not that we gave people all this money, as they want to say. It was that people went and received money, and, or the money they were making, and shifted it from services to fucking products. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest fucking thing that nobody expected, okay? And, and we've got this thing where it's happening to the reverse. And so... People have been talking about that, you know, that that there's been financial results showing that. Now, what I'm the reason I'm bringing this up is because what is the effect that this is going to have on inflation right now? The the, the what's going on in the economy? And I don't know, because I'm going to tell you right now. The the things that are happening economically, like right now, have got me at a point that. You asked me to give a forecast, and I'm like, fuck, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I, I just don't know anymore. Um, I, I, I just don't know um, b- because of, of, of all these effects that we're having right, right now. And I don't know what the, net eff- what the net effect of this will be in the polls. The question is, you know, we've had this issue where recently it's been more about tribalism than policy right okay and the question is whether that will still be overwhelming at the end of the year at this point because of what you because of what we're talking about about scotus okay and these mm-hmm. candidates that were that are going through these primaries are they going to put that many wing nuts in there okay it, it that that they turn off everybody are the democrats going to go and fucking just give up on places okay because they think they can't win right which is driving me crazy also as well uh and, and i mentioned this because you know you talk about that and and the one thing that i saw from the biden administration and, and by the way it, it goes back to talking about the demographic factors we're talking at the beginning where 
people keep seeing Latins as like this monolithic group and 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 people keep Democrats keep not understanding the fucking state of Florida. Okay. Yeah, we're, well, let's talk about that in the next segment. Let's finish up on primaries. Go ahead. But basically, it, it, but it, but it, it's just that whatever these primaries, you know, right now the net result that we've got right now. Um, look, what one thing that 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 we saw is that even Trump, the cat, Trump doesn't even have control of who the wingnut is going to be that is going to win, because there's a lot of people out there trying to out Trump, Trump, the dark MAGA, like right now, basically, well, I guess and, whatever and, it's and, called. And one of the things that we have not talked about yet that uh, we want to make sure we don't miss is Trump's endorsements and how much has he been getting what he wants and how much has he not and what and is it, his level of And it's been hit and miss. It's it not been, been, you know, it has been hit and miss. He hasn't been, it's, you know, he's one of few, he's lost a king a Exactly. Trump has not been a guaranteed kingmaker. I mean, you know, it, it, it's like. And, 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 and the flip side of that, we'll know more when Georgia votes in a few days, but like he also hasn't been able to kill the folks that he wants not to win. Exactly. And I, and I mean, kill metaphorically, not in a Putin way, at least for the moment. Well, um, I, I mean, I'm sure he probably would have wanted to kill him if he gave him a shot. Yeah. But like there, there are candidates that, that Trump has specifically been attacking and right. trying to make lose. Uh, and also on those, some, some he's won, some he's not. And like, you know, uh, the one in Georgia, uh, you know, where his, uh, for his, I believe it's the governor candidate that he wants to lose no matter what. He's going going against Kemp. It looks like Kemp's going to win, right? Right. Did I get those names right? Yeah, okay. I think so. Anyway, so you're right. Absolutely hit and miss so far in terms hit of how miss. much influence he's had. So it's not like guaranteed that, you know, getting his endorsement. However, the fact that it's not a Trump. I mean, people are still. Listen, they're yeah. all like th- these all guys. They're all Trumpy. Have, yeah, they're all Trumpy. It's just the level of Trumpiness. And whether yeah. Trump like Trump endorses them. Yeah, like like in the in the Pennsylvania case, like the Trumpiest Republican was not the one Trump endorsed, actually. Uh, and she came in third. Uh, but like even but they're still all afraid to go against him and his people. And even the ones that don't have his endorsement are running on how Trumpy they are. Right. Yep. That's exactly right. Oh gosh. So, um, well, I tell you what, we're still in for quite a lot of, a lot (laughs) to happen. Yeah. This year. Okay. Let's, let's, we're, we're running low on time. Let us uh, take a break. And when we come back, we'll do our second politics segment, which, (laughs) I will say we will try to speed run it. We'll see how that goes. Okay, we will be back <laughs> right after this. You're supposed to say do, do, do. Do, do, do. Alex Amzala. Alex Amzala is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Amzala is. I'd say on a rate from one to ten, Alex Emsula is awesome at I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity and they're, and they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you? 
because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes. Good job on remembering, Dad. Do, do, do. Okay. And uh, I am back. Ivan is back, I think. Are we? Hello. Hello. Yeah. So first off, you mentioned this a little bit, and I said hold off till after the break. Biden torpedoing Florida and the Latin vote. Go. Look, um, in the last election, one of the key reasons why Florida uh, wound up going for Trump was the loss of quite a lot of voters in Miami-Dade County specifically, okay? Uh, more than any of the other counties that were uh, deep Democrat, uh, in large part because uh, a lot of the uh, economic migrant populations that came from Venezuela or Cuba were completely turned off by the message of the Democrats, okay? And there's a lot of people that are the more conservative uh, uh, Hispanic people that were just completely turned off by it. And I, I got to tell you, it, it, it's almost the entire attitude of how Democrats are treating Latinos that hits a lot of these people. Uh, it, it rubs them the wrong way. And and I, I, I even I find some of the message and I talk about this offensive. Let me look, let me just just, you know, to show one thing, for example, in the kowtowing of the 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 the, the, mo the most progressive groups in in the Democrats, this whole thing about referring to the Latino community as Latinx. Let me tell you something. If there is something that fucking rubs Latinos down here the wrong fucking way more than call them Latinx, I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> and the Democrats keep doing it like blind idiots, like they're doing this as a favor. And they're all like, we didn't say you to call us this. It's insulting at this point that they insist doing it. And it's shit like this over and over. And so, look, as much as it may make sense to have more normal relations with Cuba and Venezuela, maybe, okay, right? And that's even debatable at this point, okay, for many, especially with Venezuela. This is an election loser, okay, all right? Mm -hmm. And this is a state, okay, in which we lost the Senate to Rick Scott by point. Oh, one, three of, of the vote. Okay. All right. From Bill Nelson to uh, a Democrat to that guy. You cannot fucking give the finger to all those Venezuelan migrants by going and loosening restrictions on a regime that basically forced them out of their country in return for nothing at this point that I can see. And the same thing with Cuba. They did this thing where they, listen, when Obama did it, it was unpopular, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, with all this other shit going on, then Biden just, you know, does it. And by the way, if he had come down and maybe talked to them, okay, then, you know, and see what the hell's going on, whatever, and, and shown some concern for the community, then maybe. But he didn't. He just went remotely and just did that. And the feeling is like, 
down here, the fucking article in the Herald was like, well, fucking Biden said, just said, fuck Florida. We're not even going to try to win it. And the defeatism I see by people is that, I mean, again, this fucking state, the big elections, you know, for the most part, were decided by less than one fucking percent. Everything, every little margin could count. You could tip the election one way or another for the last 20 fucking years. And then going and purposely torpedoing it? And I'm like, fuck this. And and the problem is, look, I'm going to say this flat out. In this state, the people that lead the Democratic Party are progressive whites. Mm. They're, and they're like Bernie-type progressive whites. And those fucking people don't understand Hispanics at all. At all. So everything they keep doing is just fucking dumb. <laughs> and I'm you, just like fed up with this shit. You want to give some examples of local Democrats doing dumb things? Like, I mean, you know, well, well, they're not I just doing Venezuela okay, policy. Right? Okay, well, look, let me give you those three damn policies. Okay, I just threw, threw three at you. Okay, because if I was the leader of the Florida Dems, I would have fucking talked to Biden and said, no, 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 you cannot fucking do that. You cannot fucking do that. You have to go. And like, you have to go talk to them. How about what do Florida Dems do? They wind up with people, again, that are Bernie white people, okay? Going and talking to Latinos, okay? All right? And those people don't know how to relate to them in any way, shape, or form. They don't understand the problems that they've got with, you know, with their families that are back home that are struggling with, say, getting medication, sending them money. They don't understand the struggle they get with discrimination. They don't understand the problems that they have even as business owners sometimes, like down here. But but just in, from, from a point of view that it comes across as, I understand you, okay? I understand who the hell you are. And it comes down as condescension instead of talking with them. And I'm telling you, it's just this kind of shit over and over and over. And I, I and, and it's just unless they get people that are, are Florida Dems that are more like Latinos like myself, they're, they're, they're not. They're, they're, this is they're, there's no way to win this. When are okay? you announcing your run, Yvonne? Oh, fuck this. No, I don't have time for this shit. I don't okay, have the patience or times for this shit, but I, I mean, believe me, not that I haven't thought about it, but I'm just like, look, but, but part of the problem is that the entire structure is really populated by these folks, you know, that, that, that are, are, are like this. And I'm just like, well, you know, I mean, it, it, how do you, you know, it, it, if you don't have anybody in that administration or anybody on that team that can that can go and speak to those issues directly. And that was the, let, let me tell you something. The tr- one thing that Trump fucking smartly did is that he's had this fucking club down in Miami. And you know what? He actually has seen a lot of that population, talked to them and understood the sh- thing that they hated. And the one mm-hmm. thing that they hated is being soft on the dictators that took over their home. Okay, 
which is why they're here. And if you go and without talking to them, you basically ignore them about the subject and just, yeah, look, Trump went full force on sanctions. You went and you ratcheted them down and never even spoke to them about it. Never addressed them. Never communicated with them. I mean, I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And so, I, I, I mean, and, and uh, you know, so that's what I see here in Florida. I, I keep seeing this national attitude about this monolithic Latino community uh, where, and, and that is a national thing. Yes, you know, we're, they're worried about oil right now and whatever, which is, I guess, the main reason why they thought that maybe like loosening some restrictions on Venezuela was a good idea right now in order to get mm -hmm. more oil into the market. But I'm like, at the same time, it's like, you know, first of all, there wasn't enough oil there to make a fucking difference on the markets. And so, so you go through that. And the second thing is that the political, the political damage was not worth it. So I'm like, these people don't even see this. I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. And so, but but so that's my that's the, the the Florida part. What is it that the the guy with the calling the Democrats boring said? Okay, that basically <laughs> looks like they gave up and saying that they gave up specifically because what I what I've seen is look, uh, okay, so we couldn't get the the big uh, Big Bang Theory, whatever the the big bring big BBC the no the 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 Build Back Better, whatever the fuck right, it's right. called. Okay, so we couldn't get that passed. So, okay, we're done. And that's what it feels like. Okay, we're done. It definitely feels like that. They, they, they've done a few little votes here that they knew they were going to lose, which doesn't look great. Um, and as you, uh, uh, on our Commudgeons Corner Slack, you pointed to the list of things that have actually passed. There are things that are passing with bipartisan majorities through both the House and the Senate and getting signed by Biden, but none of them are things that anybody cares about. And that's almost like necessary but like I, I think the key we we you know there there are a couple things um and should reference the articles okay so we got two articles that are relevant here uh i would refer our listeners to these one was in politico called democrats should be less boring and the other uh was in the Intelligencer, which is New York Magazine, is the Democratic Party giving up already? And they they hit different aspects of this, but I think there there are two parts. So let's hit the boring part first. The boring was a bad but, headline. But, the, okay. The by, by the way, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I'm sorry, but but there was a, a data point that I brought up from what I was saying before. Okay. That before we continue with this, and just as we continue on the boring part, I pulled up a poll that was recently done yes. on the fucking term. Okay. All right. And, and let me let me show you the poll results on the on the fucking term Latinx, which is I'm telling you, <laughs> it's a yeah. fucking thing that is insulting to people. Okay, all right. Um, uh, the, the the only thirty five percent of Central Americans said they were comfortable with the term Latinx. Mm -hmm. Only forty seven percent and forty two percent of Cuban Americans. Okay, other surveys showed that only around three percent usually use the term. Okay. Uh, when Latino politicos use the term, it is largely to appease white, rich progressives who think that is the term we use. It is official circle of confirmation bias. Okay? Mm -hmm. Elected officials, a major newspaper, and the oldest Latino civil rights organization in recent months have spoken out against the continuous use of Latinx. 
So you see what I'm talking about? The fucking yes. tone deafness about this. Okay. Okay. Yes, anyway. I absolutely do. Okay. So on the boring losers part, let's talk about boring first and then losers. On the boring side, it's a bad headline because what they were really saying in this article was not quote unquote boring. It was that Democrats have this tendency to try to talk about everything in sort of semi-intellectual policy terms and stuff like that. Wonky? Where we're wonky. Absolutely. And, and look, I want to be absolutely clear. I like the wonky. I oh, we're like, wonky here. I mean, we like yeah, wonky. I like talking about the policy. And I think it's critically important that politicians do have policy views. Not like Donald Trump, who knows nothing about anything, like nothing. we talked about before. And and makes up policy as he goes along based on whatever he thinks will work at that moment, right? Um, I think policy is important. However, talking policy details is not what motivates the vast majority of voters and what the Republicans, especially in the Trump era, have figured out is it's the whole appealing to the emotion side of things and figuring out how to sort of get their attention and get them emotional and get them right. passionate about things. Angry. And, and angry is a good way to do it. But like angry is not the only way to do it. Both Bill Clinton and Barack Obama were incredibly good at appealing to the emotional side of things. Yep. The current Democratic leaders are not. No, you know, Not Biden sucks at this. Schumer sucks at this. Pelosi sucks at this. There are a handful of people in the Democratic Party who are actually somewhat decent at them, but they're not at the top of the party. Like no. you could argue AOC is kind of decent at this, but she's got her own issues. You right. can pick out a couple of other people. But like for the most part, the people in charge are like. I mean, I, I've used this example on the show before, and I'm going to use it again. The whole response to people, the, the Republicans going after critical race theory, like drove me insane because the, you know, the, the, the Republicans were going, they're putting critical race theory in your schools and they're going to, they're trying to brainwash your kids and blah, blah, blah. And the, 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 the democratic response I heard over and over and over again was, ha ha, they're idiots. They don't know what CRT is. CRT is a legal theory taught in grad school. It's not being taught to your kids. Right. And it's like, which is wonky, which is wonky and legalistic and, and, and requires subtle, actual understanding of the Instead underlying. Of saying, no, the Republicans are lying. Or not even that. Like I want them to just outright defend and say, you know what? Yes, we want to teach your kids the history of racism. Yes, we want to but teach your kids that racism what, but, is but bad. But what happened. I think the, the problem, it goes back to keep it simple, stupid. Okay? Yeah, Look, yeah. The, the, the reality is that the answer to that is, no, it's not happening. And this is a Republican lie, period. That's it. Well, the, the, yeah, the thing is, though, that, that even that, I think, misses the point. Well, because, because, no, because critical race theory is a legal concept that is... So the re that's the reason why you need to just say no. That's not yeah, what's but, happening. And don't get, is, into, don't get into, like, this all, whole other thing. That's not what's happening. And so you need to get the fuck over it, okay? <laughs> the fact that we're doing social-emotional learning is not CRT. The fact that we're, you know, any, any of that is not CRT! Yeah, they're they're against that other stuff too, though. That that's the point. Like you have to yeah, defend but, but the you things know what? that are. Here's there. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. 
you try to have the Republicans, listen, the Republicans don't go out there and actually actively campaign against social emotional learning. Right, you know right. what? Because that actually doesn't sound bad, right? which is why they don't do it. Oh, we don't want kids to be social emotional and people are going to be looking at the Republicans like, yeah, so the, the point is you can you can debate the specifics, but I think the key is the response has to go after the emotional side. Right. Yes, you have to call them out as liars, but right. you have you have to call them out as liars and you have to pump people's emotions and and actually you have to defend your own position. You can't uh, not even defend. You have to go on the offense about why your position is good, not right. just defend and say, "Oh, they're wrong." Cuz this this the, the Democrats have over and over and over. So you go. So so here you go. So you go. You say no. We're trying to teach your kids to live in an inclusive society. Period. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Th this is the thing. Or, or, or stuff like that. You don't. You don't engage in that wonky debate or whatever. You yes. go and you say you firmly say no and you affirm a positive. Yes. And and affirming the positive, I think, is an important part of this. And you have to do that in a way that appeals to people's emotions, too. It can't be like, let's talk about this esoteric policy issue and we exactly. want to do it. Don't go talking about no. the child tax credit. You know, talk right. about family values. Right. You know, real family values, not real like the family bullshit family. conservative family values. Yes. You know, and and the, yeah, and the, the Democrats just keep failing over and over and over at that for that well, we exact talked about reason. this a couple of months ago also about you know the yeah. messaging and like the failure of using the bully pulpit like for this stuff or whatever the fact that you know it, it's just the messaging is just diluted the messaging is getting you know overwhelmed by all the all this froth in the mouth lines that the republicans keep keep coming up with okay that just rile up people and get them into arguments and you know democrats are just always on the defensive not Always. on the offense. Even when you know you you take out these polls and they're like 60, 70% of the the public agree with the democratic position on some of these things, but from watching the democrats you'd never know it. No. You'd think you'd think that they were in the minority and they're yep. they're, they're so scared of that 30%. And in, instead of just like go on the offensive, you know, espouse your values don't like hide your values and like act like you have to like oh i i'm i'm sorry that i like black people and think they should have equal rights you know right. and it sometimes feels like that you're right um and then that brings us to the other one the loser part of it which is like you said this is this is the democrats seemingly stopping trying on a bunch of stuff this is the democrats doing what they did in florida this is you know, basically looking at it and saying, well, you know, the president's party always loses in right. midterm elections. And so we we kind of know we're going to lose the House and, you know, and the Senate's eh, we'll we might lose that, too. And so, you know, that's just how it is. And we're going to have to learn how to live with it later. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's a and, fucking and look, ridiculous look, attitude. Yeah, I mean, and it, look, you're absolutely right. Those are what the trends are. But the, the response to that should not be like, oh, well, then we, why even fun. bother trying? Why even bother? Exactly. And, it should, and, and I think it, it's it should motivate you to try harder and be more active and be more aggressive at what you're doing. And, you know, 
nail the Republicans for all the stuff that they are doing wrong and advocate for your own position. And it comes back to what we were talking about on the first part. You have to figure out how to engage the emotion. Um, and, but so the, the attitude seems to, you see none of that. You see, you're not seeing any fight. And I just, there was an article this week as well, and I don't have the reference for this one about Biden finally deciding that, oh, okay, maybe we can't work with the Republicans. Maybe we have to be more aggressive. Oh, fuck. And it's like, you know, I tweeted when that came out. I was like, you know, my tolerance at the beginning of the Biden administration, and I said so here, was a few months, maybe three months of trying this working with the Republican stuff. Uh, and at and because I had no... I had no illusions that that would work on anything much. And yes, they got through infrastructure. Uh, but other than that, like that was it, th- that was it. And it's like, you know, would you have done better overall if m- maybe not on day one? Okay. I understand the need to at least give it a try, but within a couple months, it was completely obvious that you were not going to be able to, make significant bipartisan progress on fucking anything. And not only that, it was obvious within a few months that without Manchin and Cinema, you weren't going to be pushing through anything really dramatic without them. So you needed to adapt to that reality right away. We're talking more than a year ago, adapt to that reality. And the fact that you get an article in May, 2022 with, Oh, Biden, is starting to acknowledge that maybe he's not actually going to make the, the, the fever is not going to break. You're not I mean, going to get that, reasonable that Republicans. I mean, you back. should have had that realization already. Look, we, he got close to some stuff that this should have been by, you know, the, the end of last year already. I mean, th- this is, you know, he is basically about at the, seven, at the latest. Late. It should have been a hell of a lot faster than that. But yeah, but, but by the end of the last year, there's no right. question left. Right. Out. Exactly. By the end of last year, it should have been at a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and so, and, and then by the way, he says like, oh, okay, now we're going to take a n- different attitude now. No actual evidence of anything happening. He's not being aggressive about anything. Even, even like on the Roe versus Wade stuff, like, you know, there's very limited options of what he could do, but he could be trying to do some aggressive stuff with executive action, you know? Uh, and you know, chances are it would all be shot down by the courts, but he could show himself trying. Right. You know, there, and, and on, on, on some other issues too. And it's just like, I will say this, look on the foreign policy side, I don't have a problem with what he's doing for the most part. I think he's, I I think he's been doing doing a great job. I think he's been navigating Uh, the Ukraine. Right. I think he's been navigating the Ukraine stuff about My as well as anybody to could the do. whole damn Cuba, but as well as thing specifically more for political reasons where we, we basically did something that got a zero in return. I, I just, you know, that, that that's the one thing. But I think overall, I think that he has been doing a really good job on the foreign policy side. But this whole domestic agenda side, like right now, and it's not that they're it, it's just. I think that they could be more proactive in terms of doing stuff to fix certain things and to do it. What I, what I was saying to Sam was do it in pieces, do small pieces. There are certain small pieces that you can get like that, that, that you probably get enough people to get shit through. Like, uh, you know, look, you could justify some investments in terms of infrastructure, ports and whatever, whatnot on the basis of easing supply chain problems. Okay. All right. You could get, 
stuff. You can get some stuff like that. Uh, you, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say like right now, for example, you know, fuel costs are through the roof. Diesel specifically like is through the roof. Why the fuck can he do something in order to subsidize certain people for transportation costs? Like right now for critical, for critical stuff. Okay. I, I it, mean, it, 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 you can, and you we, know, and we or, just proved, or, we just, you know, we just, we just proved, by the way, that there can be fast, fast actions on some things. The, right. the Ukraine support bill went through went with through. very easily. I mean, Rand Paul slowed it down by a few days, but it was overwhelmingly supported in a bipartisan way. Uh, but even things like helping with this baby formula stuff, that's having right. trouble well, getting they, they through. They just did the defense production. He finally did the defense yeah, production yeah. act part, you know, and, and they are trying to push through a bill through, through, through the house on it. But what I say is that you need to every fucking week or two, there has to be something like that. That is, that is getting, that is getting play. Yeah. You know, and, and, and look, and there is a fundamental structural problem with how the Senate works in terms of, you know, you're not going to get 60 vote for most things because one of the things is even if something would normally get bipartisan support with the exception of like things like Ukraine, the Republicans realized a few years ago and specifically wow. Mitch McConnell goes, realized well, a few that, years well, ago. Well, that goes back to the, you know, the whole Obama inflection point. Thing yeah. Yeah. Saying. But like Mitch McConnell specifically realized how much traction you could get simply by, by blocking, blocking everything. everything. Right. Like even if it was something that theoretically you could get 60 votes on, if McConnell comes in and says, you know, but we look, can't McConnell's give Democrats not that the majority win. Of the, uh, leader in a majority in the Senate right now. So therefore, back then it was a lot easier to block stuff. I, no, I, no, I, but I, 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 no, 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 but I, but I can bet that, you know, I, I understand you were not going to get McConnell on board, but damn it, you know, look, doing something, say, to alleviate ports. Do you think you can't get like 10 Republicans to go and say, well, okay, no, yeah, it, let's do something on that. It, it, it depends because what McConnell has been doing is exerting internal pressure to keep the Republicans in line on almost every issue. Like for instance, you might've had 10 Republicans. Maybe on you can get them divided by doing this. Is you what I'm you might be able to, it, it's just, it's very tough. And it seems like at most you've got two, well, three, but four it's a Republicans. Better damn strategy than doing what the fuck they're doing right now, which is nothing. Yeah. The, well, the problem is whenever they try, they just lose and that makes them look even weaker. Um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, and like McConnell's got this strategy of block things down very well. And this, this is actually the thing I forgot that I was going to mention a while back, but it, 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 he has gotten a lot of the caucus on board with the idea that, Hey, even if you support this idea, you can't let the Democrats get the win on it. So we have to vote against it anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, real, 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 real uh, quick. We're we're all we're we're way past where we want to be okay. on time. Uh, okay. January six. Let me just say, uh, we don't need to do a whole big thing on it. Uh, there, continuously over the last few weeks, there have been more and more things. The latest, um, uh, yeah, we we have. Uh, Barr potentially testifying to the committee and cooperating. We've got uh, evidence coming out of uh, Republican uh, uh, Congress people giving tours, although they say, oh, it was just a family. It was a tour, nothing involved with this and not the areas, blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, we've got more um, more tapes, more thing, more whatever. Um, we we have the the Department of Justice 
has asked for the transcripts from the committee. And very interestingly, so far the committee said no, which I was actually surprised by. Uh, like the DOJ is like, hey, we want access to your transcripts because they may be relevant to criminal investigations we're going doing. And the, the committee is sort of like, you can have them when we're done, maybe. And we will review your requests one by one. And admittedly, the DOJ's request was apparently very, very broad. They basically just said, we want everything you got. But you'd think the committee would be on board with letting DOJ do some stuff. But at the very least, I think they're trying to control this thing for the public testimony that's due next month. Uh, they want to tell a story. They want to tell it well, their way. Bill they, Barr's agreed to testify and stuff. Yeah, that's what I said a few minutes, ago, a few seconds ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bill Bill Barr's um, uh, agreeing to cooperate. Um, you know, there are all kinds of developments every week. I, I think, you know, we've mentioned on the show before, well, what's, is there going to be any political impact? Because frankly, the people who care about any of this are already voting Democratic. Right. Like, so the do they really have something so damn dramatic that it's going to change any of those middle people? And you'll, you'll never no. change the ultra MAGAs or the dark MAGAs or any of the other MAGAs. The dark MAGAs. But like- are, are you going to change the minds of some people in the middle? Maybe if you make a big dramatic show, but I can't imagine many because most well, of the people have already made up their remember. minds. Well, it goes back again to the whole thing about the margins, right? Look, yes. if, it, if it only gets a few people, that's fine. Yeah, well, it, it, like you were talking about Florida being 50-50 like right. for the last 20 years, and maybe he screwed that up with some of the stuff you mentioned, but for any place that's close. right. You know, you don't need to shift like 5% of the vote. Exactly. You, you need to shift like a 10th of a percent or 1% or, you know, if you change the mind out of one out of a hundred people, or you convince somebody to, to show up or even one out of 200, you know, you, you potentially make the difference in some of these close places. Uh, and this year, obviously we're talking about congressional races. Some of this may make a difference for 2024 as well. And in terms of DOJ, I think the committee is think in whether or not they share information and blah, blah, blah. I mean, th some of that process, thought process is clearly that what they present in their open hearings and in their final report over the last, over the next few months may affect November, 2022. Right. But anything DOJ does, we're That's, talking 2023 at least. Like At least. Yeah. You know, they're, sure. they're, there, we are very close, like, you know, un unlike what happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton and all that kind of stuff, this DOJ is probably going to be very, very careful about the whole thing about not influencing the election. And so once we get past maybe September, nothing's happening there. And if they're, they seem to be slowly working their way up the chain. So I would be shocked at like any high level indictments this year. Like you're going to continue to get all these low level nobodies that whose names you've never heard of, but who are involved. Uh, you're going to continue to get them from probably for the last rest of the year, but you're not going to get Congress people or Donald Trump or cabinet officials or anybody like that. That's not happening this year. It may never happen, but if it does happen, it's not this year. Um, and so I think the committee is sort of, you know, trying to orchestrate everything for their 
their big show that starts next month. And then if DOJ thinks they can go after anybody based on that information, they can do it. You know, once, once all the politicos are just dealing with, you know, uh, the election, uh, the, this year's November election. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but yeah. Uh, and, and they are, like you said, they're going after slivers. Like, you know, the, the, I mean, I say slivers, but you know, when you look at polls moving back and forth, um, in the, you know, in in the 2020 election, they did move a decent amount back and forth as the time went on, but like, there's so much locked in. There's so much stagnation. The, the people who might actually change their minds is a relatively small group. And then you've also got the sort of activation thing of like, most people don't pay attention at all, have no idea what's going on. Um, one, last, uh, 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 one example uh, that I'll give before moving on, like uh, I was talking to somebody a few weeks back and, um, Actually, I, I had the news on and they noticed I had the news on and it was some story. Something was being said about Donald Trump and influence over the elections or one of the various investigations or whatever. And they said, oh, Donald Trump, he's still around. I thought he went away. No. And this is because most people, unlike us, aren't paying attention every day and every hour and every whatever. And, and right. so- um, this is not in their public consciousness at all. They've, you know, January 6th came and went and who cares, you know, it's, right. it's over, it's done. Um, so maybe if you can make a big show of it, you can get some of them to pay attention. Same thing with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Does it activate people who normally don't give a shit and normally don't vote and I, I, bring some I, of them I, in? I, I, I really, if you look, if you have me put my money on it, I think that that will be... I, I really think that that will be the the biggest mistake the Republicans can do right now in terms of Congress. Period. The, I, I the, really th- Roe versus Wade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Okay, we are done. We're over time. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, thank you for listening to another curmudgeons corner. As usual, you can go to curmudgeons corner.com, find the archive of our shows and find how to subscribe, how to contact us, all of this kind of stuff. You'll find our Twitter, our Facebook, our email, blah, 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 blah. Um, and yes, do subscribe to the show so you can hear it all the time and give us feedback in any of those ways. Uh, you will also find a link to our Patreon where you can donate money. Uh, and at various levels, we'll give you a postcard, a mug, or whatever. We got various little prizes. Are they prizes? I don't know that that's the right Gift. word. Gifts, sort of. Gift. Yeah. And if very importantly, at $2 a month or more, or if you just contact us, in any way you can get a hold of us, the ones on the website or carrier pigeon for all I care and ask nicely. Carrier pigeon. That would be interesting. You know? Yeah. Uh, yes, it would. Yeah. I, if somebody wants to send a message to me by carrier pigeon, <laughs> that would let be, me know. Be, be, um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know how to deal with that actually. Like, what do I do? I go up to the bird <laughs> and take the little note off its leg. And I got, that's what I saw in the movies. Yes. Or, or my, my, my dog catches it and it never comes home. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. 
Or I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, your dogs uh, would probably eat the bird. You're right. <laughs> anyway, if you send us a message in any way that makes sense to you, asking nicely, we will invite you to our Commudgeons Corner Slack, which is a place where Yvonne and I and some others of our listeners are sharing links and talking all week long. Uh, so Yvonne, real quick, your favorite three things that we have talked about on the Convention's Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show. Uh, a SpaceX flight attendant said Elon Musk exposed himself and propositioned her for sex documents show. The company paid $250,000 for her silence. SpaceX paid a flight attendant $250,000 in severance after she accused Elon Musk of exposing himself and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for a sexual massage, which I have to say is the weirdest offer, you know, weirdest thing that I've heard offered in exchange for sex. So interestingly enough, just a day or so before this came out, Elon Musk was talking about how he's a Republican now, the Democrats are evil, and expect the smear job to start any moment. And he this probably comes out. said, well, I don't think it's a coincidence. He must have known this was coming out. Yeah, I'm sure he knew this was coming. There may be more coming soon. And by the way, people are sort of you know, saying, oh, he paid the 250000 Just to be clear, this was an employee of his. Right. Who he sexually harassed. Yep. Offered to bribe for sex mm-hmm. and then paid to cover up. There, there are crimes there. It's not it's not necessarily just a civil issue. There are potential crimes that occurred in that sequence of events we just talked about. Yeah, it's very possible. Um yeah, next. Uh let's see. Uh Oh, and and his Twitter deal like yeah, all kinds of issues. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, more shared, issues than like we talked about issues last week. There've been more well, since, but basically yeah. he shared the one thing that 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 basically right now uh uh Twitter's trying to uh 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 force elon musk to close <laughs> uh basically uh because uh because elon right now uh, uh so uh the main thing on, on the story uh, uh another story is that he is trying to sell a stake in spacex because basically tesla stock has dropped so much that right now it, that margin loan against the stock is problematic uh, at this moment um, yeah. Anyway, sorry to distract anyway, you. Yes. Right, so ne- yep. next. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, the other thing. Uh, 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 well, uh, the 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 surge, one hundred percent price surge on diesel, uh, which is a global problem. Like right now, and uh, uh, the diesel has surged more than uh, any other fuel. Uh, and, uh, and that was one article that I shared about that. And the third thing that I will go is that I shared a link to, uh, Dutch gold, 60 pound Baker's special honey. Uh, and apparently you could buy like a massive barrel of honey. I mean, 60 freaking pounds. It's and this two hundred and four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. And this again relates to Yvonne thinking that the Democrats could excite people and be less boring by covering me in honey in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Yes. Yes. Uh, but well, he's naked. Oh, of and, course. Of course. And, and, and he has to hold up a sign and, and covered with bees. 
No, no, no bees. No, I don't want you. I don't want you to die. No, 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 no bees. I'll do something to keep the bees away. Oh, okay. But I figured that if you held that and just with a sign that said Democrats are not boring, then that that solves a lot of problems. So that's my. Yeah, that, I'm sure that's the winning strategy right there. Better than some of the shit that they're doing right now. Okay, and with that, I are... guarantee you that that will get more votes than some of this other horse shit that they're doing. Wait, is this Elon's horse? <laughs> Apparently, the one that he's who the hell offers a horse in exchange for sex? I, you know, I. Anyway, maybe she liked horses. I, I guess. Okay, maybe that's it. And I was going to say maybe he had some extra horses, but it said the article said he offered to buy her a horse, not give her a horse he already had. Okay. I don't want to know more. I don't want to know no. any more about Elon and horses. No, I don't. Okay. okay I we really are done. honestly would like to we... not know anything more about fucking Elon Musk. We are done. We are done. We are done. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. Have a... Uh... Stay safe. All of that stuff. Uh, COVID is going up again in the United States and underreported because everybody's using home tests. And so, you know, be careful. And we will see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye.